So I thought I'd try something a little different this week and um, start a new series. Uh, this series will basically just be stories of my time here in New York, things that have happened to me or while I was out in public or I don't know, just stories from New York, tales from the city. So enjoy. And the last story I'll be sharing out of the three today will be the one that I've been teasing, the story of what went down at apartment 2B <laughs> earlier this August. So enjoy and thanks for listening. Now, to a long time or born and raised New Yorker, this story I'm about to tell you may seem like no big deal or nothing out of the ordinary, but having only lived here a year or so, there is a learning curve and life adjustments that have to be made that I'm still making. Um, so, okay, here we go. This past July, my friends and I decided to go out to enjoy the summer weather the best we could, you know, with everything that's going on. And so we spent some time in Washington Square Park and continued our day dining at an outdoor restaurant for drinks and appetizers, stuff like that. Um, nothing too out of the ordinary for New York. You know, the usual loud streets, garbage trucks, the smell of sizzling trash on the sidewalk, homeless people harassing you for money as you eat. You know, the usual. <laughs> um, so my two friends were sitting on either side of me as I faced the other side of the street. Drinks flowed, conversations carried on, the usual. Up until a lady across the street, middle-aged, seemingly put-together, could have been someone's mother for all I know, stopped on the sidewalk and facing me. Get this. As she faced me, maybe even making eye contact with me, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I blocked that part of my memory out. But as she was facing me, she pulled down her pants and underwear, exposing her, to my surprise, a rather hairy private area. <laughs> and I'm talking full frontal. It like took me half a second to process and then my head like jerked sideways in an attempt to avoid the front row show. <laughs> and so me being me, I told my friends to look as they had not noticed that the ladies like literally exposed. Um, and once they turned and saw, they too also instantly like turned their heads away in shock. After the initial shock had worn off, we looked back to see her from what it looked like to be like airing out her lady parts, patting it, just giving it all the fresh air. Again, in full view of like everyone that was in the area. Then she pulled back up her pants and off she went down the sidewalk to enjoy the rest of her day. <laughs> and though we had all seen what had just happened, no one dining at that restaurant wanted to make a big deal about it until our server in confusion at no one's surprise um, about what just happened and not did, didn't anyone just see that? And then we all started laughing like we living the weird encounter. Then we proceeded to order another round of drinks and I took a bite out of my mozzarella sticks because they were so good, hot and cheesy. Okay, so earlier this week, um, it was my friend's birthday. So a few of us got together to hang out and spend the day with the birthday boy. Um, and all in all, it was a great day. Um, at one point, we decided to make the walk across uh, the Brooklyn Bridge over to Manhattan to meet up for drinks at my friend's restaurant. Um, this was my first time actually walking across the bridge, so it was a cool experience. For a pedestrian bridge, you had a range of activities going on from bike riders to photo shoots to tourist families and more. Um, and the walk across wasn't that bad in terms of distance, though the crowding and the bikers, some of whom were going a bit too fast, 
<laughs> for many black games were the worst of it. Um, we had made it about like three fourths of the way across the bridge. My one friend, Alex, was on my right, nearest to the bike lane, and my other two friends on my left. We were in the middle of conversation and laughing when I heard seconds too late. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> That's my crash shot effect. Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> so having been pushed forward, I looked around to see my friend Alex knocked over and sprawled on the bridge floor and a lady bicyclist toppled over her bike. Now, my friend Alex, being the great person that he is, almost immediately... While still on the floor, asked the lady if she was okay and got the response. Get this. No, I'm not okay. Are you fucking serious? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> My neck turned. I was like, wait, wait a second. Is she catching an attitude and getting mad at the same person she just mowed down with her vehicle? And to no surprise, yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> so they both got to their feet and now the gloves are off. Now my friend was upset and like they began to argue. It was a mess. My two other friends chimed in where they could in support of Alex. Meanwhile, knowing that this would not end well and also it was starting to get attention, I urged my friends to just let it go and for us to keep moving. You know, sometimes you just got to pick your battles. <laughs> so they agreed and we left the rather embarrassing scene, but more so for the lady who was still trying to, like, get her bearings. Um, but the incident carried the conversation all the way off the bridge. And to my surprise, while my friends talked, I noticed that the same lady had somehow rode past us and now, seeing us exiting the bridge, had turned around ready for part two. I said aloud, oh no, she's coming back. And not a moment too soon, the arguing began again. This time with cursing from both sides, obscenities, all that stuff. I said, Lord, help us. <laughs> I put on my sunglasses and did not engage as the three of them continued to argue with her and I gestured my friends away. Um... <laughs> Till, you know, eventually the lady rode off and we walked the other way and all was well. <laughs> um, but that incident was definitely the story that kept giving every time we retold it to my friends who had yet to hear it for the rest of the evening. And I, I was and am in the mindset of, you know, you have to pick your battles and there's a time and a place for everything. Clearly, this lady wasn't rational or apologetic in her actions, whether out of embarrassment or pride. I don't know. So there was really no reason to get into a sparring match with her. Um, but it did make my first walk over the Brooklyn Bridge quite enjoyable and entertaining, <laughs> and one I won't soon forget. Okay, the story I've hinted at the past few episodes is finally here. Now, where do I begin? Okay, well, to start, I live in New York City. Um, with two other roommates, apartment 2B, like I've mentioned before. And so my male roommate decided to move out at the end of July. And as a result, my remaining roommate, let's call her Carrie, and I had to find a new roommate to sublease for the month of August and continue on to sign the new lease in September, the month we're in now. Um, so we ended up meeting virtually, of course, with about eight different people over the course of a few days. Some were instant no's, others were maybes, but thankfully the last person we met with was a 100% yes for both of us, Carrie and I. Let's call him James. James, James, James. All parties involved felt it was a good fit, or so we thought. During our initial meeting, James seemed open, friendly, smart, all the good traits, and in addition, had great answers to all of our roommate interview questions. Touring the apartment and his would-be room via FaceTime, he expressed it as being perfect and a good fit for him. 
Um, James let us know he was moving to New York from the South to pursue his master's and would be driving up once he secured a place. He had been living on his own throughout quarantine, so adjusting to living with people wouldn't be a problem, but would take some getting used to. And after our meeting, Carrie and I decided the vibes were right and would extend an offer on the room to him. He gladly accepted. We had found our person. Or so we thought. <laughs> now, a little background on the room up for rent. Uh, the room, compared to Carrie's and I's, was on the smaller side, and as a result, was a little cheaper in rent, or fair. But still, the room had two windows with great natural light, a view of the park across the street, as well as a walk-in closet in New York. Okay. <laughs> um, but... And if you're not home a lot or don't have a lot of belongings or don't need much space, it's literally like perfect. And again, it's New York City, so your expectations when it comes to space should be practical. Okay, now here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> it's now the start of August, August 1st to be exact. The room's rent has been paid in full by James. James has arrived and James begins to move in. As he moved in, I welcomed him to the space, and though his disposition was a little off, I thought nothing of it. Offering my assistance if needed and availability for questions or concerns, you know, being a good new roommate. <laughs> um, and James would be in charge of setting up our new Wi-Fi since that's what my old roommate managed, and he didn't seem to mind and placed an order for the new router, which would arrive in two days. James then asked about turning on the air condition, and to his surprise, I had to explain to him that he would have to buy a window AC unit. Now, on this, I understood his confusion because, similar to me, I didn't know central AC was not a commonality of most living spaces, um, being from the suburbs of Maryland. But I learned and got with the program and purchased one, and so I recommended him to do the same, offered up some places where he could go to buy one, all that stuff. So uh, we had a roommate meeting that evening to get acquainted, go over apartment rules, etc. Carrie took the lead, offered James a glass of wine, very hospitable. And again, James' disposition seemed different from the one we had met over Zoom a few weeks prior. Um, we noticed James hadn't had a mattress delivered yet, so Carrie's um, offered her spare air mattress, and I offered my floor fan because he didn't have an air conditioner either yet. Um, because... And yeah, that's that's what nice roommates do. You know, we want to make you feel welcome. He accepted the fan, but not the mattress. We thought nothing of it, and the meeting came to a close. Now, the next few days carried on. Nothing out of the ordinary, the usual for Carrie and I. And we could only assume James was now getting acquainted to the neighborhood and city, seeing him every so often. Okay. <laughs> it's the morning of August 4th. Now, there was a nasty storm the night before and into the early morning. That should have been a sign. Cha. <laughs> Making breakfast, I noticed that the few things James had in the fridge were gone. I didn't think much of it. I just figured he had eaten it the night before or whatever. And an hour or so later, the new Wi-Fi had arrived and it being addressed to James, I figured it best to ask first before I opened it to set it up. I texted James in our group chat to no reply. I took that as a yes because I needed my Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't open it if it was anything else, but I needed the Wi-Fi and yeah, you know, I'm not opening up people's packages. That's not the type of roommate I am, okay? <laughs> uh, but as I set up the Wi-Fi, my roommate Carrie is in the kitchen cooking, still no word or sight of James. I finished setting up the Wi-Fi and called the provider to activate the service and to my and the representative's confusion, the internet service had been canceled 
the night before. That's right, canceled. <laughs> the representative let me know it looked like someone, that someone being James, called to cancel the plan yesterday. Now I thought to myself, why would he do that? Then it came to me. A realization of the only conclusion that could be made. Speaking to Carrie, I uttered, I think he moved up. To her confusion, I repeated, I think he moved up. The Wi-Fi was canceled yesterday and his stuff isn't in the fridge. We both looked at each other for a moment and then decided to check to see if he was in his room. I took the lead on this. I knocked. James. No response. Knocking a little louder. James. No response. Hopefully he wasn't in there sleeping or I would be waking him up and it would be embarrassing, but we, we needed to figure out what was going on. Third time. Knocking. James. No response. At this point, I said F it and I opened the door. Um, peering through the crack at first, I saw it. My floor fan. I loaned James, looking right at me. <laughs> then I took in the rest of the room, and the room was empty. Cleared out. As if no one had been there the night before. I was, I was shook. <laughs> Carrie peering in over my shoulder. We both had a look of confusion and surprise on our face. James would never be seen or heard from again. It took us the rest of the day to put the pieces together, but the conclusion we came to was this. James had moved out the night before in the dead of night. Carrie and I were both awake up until around 2am, so if James had wanted to move out and or escape without being caught, he would have to had waited till around 3 or 4 in the morning. So that's what he did. Now, Carrie and I had both admitted to hearing noises throughout the night, but we figured it was one of us going to the bathroom or in the kitchen. But in reality, it was James trying to pull off his midnight escape from apartment 2B. Now, why James felt the need to move out in this way, we have no clue. Neither of us, Carrie or I, present as being threatening or intimidating, nor did we think we gave that impression over the few days of knowing him. In addition, the man had already paid a full month's rent and made no attempt to recover some of that money at all. Being the nice people that we are, if he did in fact want to move out for whatever reason, not liking the room, needing a central AC unit, not liking the apartment, hell, even if he didn't like us. <laughs> if he had let us know, we would have allowed him to stay for the month until he found a new place and then just find a new person for September. And. The most annoying part was that, I guess in his hurry to evade capture from us, <laughs> he took the apartment keys with him and would not respond to messages to get it back. Carrie was fearful he would return since he had the key, and though I didn't think he would do this due to his clear desire to avoid us at any cost, granted at this point I couldn't put it past him, we had to go a few nights barricading the door, hoping that he wouldn't return, and also go through the process of changing the locks and unnecessary hassle and began the roommate search again, reaching back out to people that we had previously said no to before, but they, most of them had already like found other accommodations, so we were like, great. <sighs> Thankfully, we found a new roommate who has been the perfect fit and a breath of fresh air to Mr. James. Now, in addition to such an odd experience, James had left us questioning if we were good judgments of people's character, because we truly, truly thought the vibes were right, but boy, were we wrong. Towards the start of September, we received a knock on the door. My roommate, Carrie, answered to find no one was there. She looked down 
and saw a familiar pair of keys lying on the ground in front of her. After showing me the keys, slightly weirded out, we laughed, <laughs> and that was the last we spoke of James, never to be thought of again. Thankfully, real thankful, <laughs> and hopefully, this will be my first and last New York City roommate horror story. This week's quote comes from a fashion icon, designer, and auteur known for designing the costumes of several famous superheroes. Yes, superheroes. The one, the only, Miss Edna Mode. And the quote is, I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. <laughs> Another quote that can be applied to so many situations, but literally, this was me on the Brooklyn Bridge. I was like, let's leave that lady behind and her broken bike <laughs> since she wants to be nasty and let's just keep it moving. So thank you, Edna, for these words to live by. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these experiences that I've had these last couple of months because I've been going through it. Um, but this is only part one. So as things happen to me, I will come back here to divulge with you all. Um, you can reach me at Thoughts Aloud Podcasts with an S at gmail.com or on my socials listed below. And the next time we meet, it will be October spooky season. And I have quite a few things I want to talk about. So until then, peace. Peace.